What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of Broncos Now. Team reporter and host Sydney Jones here. And coming up on today's episode, we'll discuss the announcement of the Broncos' new alternate helmet. And we'll talk about the upcoming NFL draft. All that and more coming up. Joining me here inside the Broncos podcast studio is Broncos lead writer, Eric Dalala. Eric, thanks for joining the show again today. It's been a while. It has been a while. a couple weeks since we've had you on. Nice to be back. It's nice to have you back. It's kind of been a bit of a slow week here, but the Broncos, they did announce on social media that they're introducing an alternate helmet. So that's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Fans are, uh, I think, a little bit of buzz about what that means. Um, Not a ton of details yet. Obviously, Mm -hmm. uh, the NFL changed the rule a couple years ago that you can wear an alternate helmet now and people might say okay well you wear a different helmet right with the with the blue jersey sometimes you do the throwback d well Mm -hmm. technically it's the same helmet they're just changing the sticker color or stickers that are on those it's the same base color of the helmet so what this allows the team to do is change the color of the helmet um you know no official announcement about when the broncos are going to wear these um they can wear them for up to two games and they will Mm -hmm. be paired with that color rush uniform Um, but uh, a little bit of a TD, TBD there, more to come for sure. Yeah, Eric Damani Leach, he hinted at it last week at the league's meetings, owners' meetings. So we'll see. Like you mentioned, we don't have any details yet, but it's exciting. I think Broncos fans should be excited. I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, Eric, you know, it's kind of hard to believe I'm even saying this, but it's April, so the NFL draft is coming up at the end of the month. We're just a couple weeks away now. I know the Broncos, they have five picks, two third-rounders, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. What positions do you think the Broncos, you know, might target? Yeah, well, you know, the Broncos, first of all, they hit a lot of needs in free agency. And mm-hmm. We heard Sean Payton say last week we hit all the musts on yeah. our list. We heard George Payton then talk about the importance of, I think he said, making some hay in this draft, um, you know, really hitting on these picks since you don't have all that many of them. Mm-hmm. I think when you look around, Sydney, the, the positions that you still see mentioned are interior offensive line, whether that's a center Obviously, the Broncos sign Kyle Fuller to provide some depth there, um, but maybe it's uh, somebody on the interior offensive line. You've seen edge rusher come up a lot just right. because, uh, obviously, Bradley Chubb was traded last year. Mm-hmm. Randy Gregory um, did not play in every game. He struggled with some injuries last year. And uh, then you've got some guys like Nick Benito, Baron Browning, who will kind of look to take that next step. So that's a position. And then I've seen inside linebacker, cornerback, also mentioned so um you know it really wouldn't surprise me if they go any direction there because even look at like a wide receiver or a running back right um if sean payton wants to get his type of guy in here from mm-hmm. a skill position um, or add depth at running back with javante williams coming back from an injury yeah. those are all possibilities uh and so i think that's what makes this exciting is when you have somebody new in place like sean payton um, and he's making these decisions with George Payton, mm-hmm. you, you don't know exactly what this is going to look like, right? And I think right. the other part of it is that when you're picking in the third round, you know, you're not you're not at, uh, you know, 15 overall where you can kind of go through these mock drafts and figure yeah. out, okay, who's available? How many times is, uh, is Jerry Judy going to be on the board at 15, for example? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling they're probably not going through and doing a bunch doing of 66 that. pick mock drafts to right. get to 67. Maybe they're still doing Maybe. some, but but it's harder to guess, I think, of who's going to be there. So you got to have a lot of good options that you like. Yeah. Eric, you mentioned mock drafts. Despite us not having a first or a second round pick, I know there's, you know, a ton of mock drafts still circulating around. So what are some names that you've seen out there? Yes. And we, we just put together a mock draft roundup 
on mm-hmm. uh, denverbroncos.com. So some of those names, yeah. Zach Harrison from Ohio State, an edge rusher that's probably worth keeping an eye on. Um, my understanding, high potential, uh, maybe a guy that the Broncos would be lucky if he slips down there. Uh, Joe Tipman, a center from Wisconsin. Uh, you know, again, some some different interior players mentioned there for the Broncos. Um, Keanu Benton, a defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Clark Phillips, a corner from Utah. So a lot of different names here. I think you've started to see some names come out um, in this pre-draft process of who the Broncos are hosting on these uh, top 30 visits, which yeah. it's kind of funny calling it a top 30 visit, right? When it's for pick 67, yeah. but it's the Broncos top, top 30 player. It's the Broncos top 30 player. And so right. um, you've seen some reports there and I would imagine those will kind of, you know, we've seen reports of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen reports of some defensive players. So I, I just think the, in the third round, it may not be a household name or a name that people recognize immediately, but that doesn't mean that can't be an impact player. I mean, yeah, you look at uh, Quinn Miners, mm-hmm. I think, you know, probably not a lot of people had heard of Quinn Miners coming out of a small school. If you knew of Quinn Miners, it was probably yeah. because of his stomach and yeah. you know, <laughs> pushing over trees. And so um, still a really good chance to get a high quality player there, uh, even if you kind of have to learn a little bit more about them once the pick is made. Yeah, Baron Browning, he was also a third round pick. Lloyd Cushenberry, I mean, guys who are starters now, so I mean, definitely can have impact. Yeah, and they, they have to for this team, right? Because yeah. the Broncos have filled a lot of needs in free agency, but you still, the lifeblood of a team has to be building mm-hmm. through the draft. And when you don't have first and second round picks, you've got to hit probably a little bit more than you would normally in those later rounds. And you've got to find a Damari Mathis. You've got to find uh, these guys that can come in and contribute. And listen, they don't have to be star players, right? They don't mm-hmm. have to be that, especially in year one. But you want to find guys that can make some sort of contribution, you think of how many injuries the Broncos had last year, yeah. knock on wood, that that won't happen again. But uh, these guys are going to contribute. Pretty much everyone who made the team last year, Sydney, contributed, contributed. in yeah. some fashion. And a lot of guys that weren't on the roster at the beginning of the year. So That's true. Uh, a lot on the line here when the draft arrives in a few weeks. And you think about special team guys, too. I mean, Sean Payton, he put a big focus an emphasis on that at the league meeting last week too. So a lot of guys they could draft in that realm as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, we've talked a lot about these third round picks, the two that they've got there. I've seen some mock drafts that suggest maybe the Broncos take one player there and then trade yeah. down to get a couple more picks. Right. Um, but listen, there's also that fourth, fifth and sixth mm-hmm. on day three, probably not going to get three starters out of that, but maybe you, uh, maybe you make a good pick. Maybe you hit on somebody um, I believe in Sean Payton's first draft in New Orleans or an early draft, a couple of seventh round picks he made uh, that ended up being really, really good football players for that yeah. team. So certainly not out of the realm of possibility that you could find long-term contributors. Absolutely. Well, Eric, the off-season program is coming up. I know the NFL schedule has the Broncos um, set to start their voluntary off-season program on April 11th. I know last week at the owners' meetings, both George Payton and head coach Sean Payton talked about the importance of you know phase one and focusing on strength and conditioning. It's hard to believe the players are already going to be back next week, but can you kind of just talk about how you know important that is? You mentioned the injuries earlier. Yeah, you know, I think that sometimes we overlook, mm-hmm. you know, ourselves, fans. We overlook the importance of certain steps of 
this program, this process, and we think ahead to, okay, what's it going to look like in training camp? And um, it's fun to speculate in how many wins are the Broncos going to have or who's going to start at this position. Um, I think good football teams take advantage of each day. Mm -hmm. And when Sean Payne was hired here, that was one of the things he said was that we need to be a little bit better tomorrow than we were today. And we need to get better and take advantage of this time and, you know, have the right, you know, we heard from owner and CEO uh, Greg Penner, yeah. down in Arizona and he said success is partially determining the right process having the right culture those sorts of things and so you take that from kind of this like macro sense of okay hey we're going to focus on everything the details are going to matter mm-hmm. okay well here's one of our first opportunities where you see that it's yeah. the off-season program uh, players can come in here and you know the way the NFL has it set up is you only have to spend a couple of weeks on phase one where it's lifting and conditioning right and then you can get to football mm-hmm. in Sean Payton's mind the Broncos need more time than that and he's seen through his times his time in New Orleans the acclimation process that it takes for these high-level athletes to get up to speed to get into football shape yeah. and he said down at the uh, league meeting we're gonna lift and we're gonna run for a month because mm-hmm. two or three weeks is not enough and so I, I think that's the first sign of important details are to him of establishing a culture yeah absolutely. Um, and you listen I think it's going to teach you something about this team of mm-hmm. who's willing to to buy into that and you know, I would imagine the guys all will be but hey who's going to do their very best at lifting weights and being a little bit better at that Every the next day, day. who's yeah. going to take the conditioning seriously and mm-hmm. hey we're not easing up two yards before the the sprint is finished we're right. we're running the whole way through the line those things are important Definitely. and i think set the tone um the leaders on this football team will help kind of determine that uh and um you know th- there's some hard-working guys on this team so yeah um sean payton will help get the most out of them get the most out of them and that starts next week I know everyone's excited for them to be back in the building. Last one here for you, Eric. You know, for some of our casual fans, what do the next couple weeks look like? What does the offseason program really look like? Yeah, good question. Um, So there's a bunch of different phases here, right? Phase one, like I mentioned, is running and conditioning. Um, Kind of a little bit of, you know, you can be on the field, just Mm -hmm. players. uh, And then you get to phase two, and you can do a little bit more, some walkthrough stuff. No offense versus defense. um, But you're able to get out on the field. And then phase three is people know that more kind of casually as OTAs, organized team activities. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you can do offense versus defense. There's still no contact. You're not in pads, none of that stuff. Um, But it is an opportunity to kind of get that first first taste of of real football, if you will. Um, You know, most teams, we'll see what the Broncos end up doing. Most teams host a a mini camp for rookies after the draft in May. a lot of teams host a mandatory mini camp mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the offseason program in June. So that's kind of a chance to simulate training camp, not with the contact, but you have all these practices and then you also have time to meet. Whereas the rest of the offseason program, Sydney, there's there's limitations on how long you can have guys in the building, how long mm-hmm. you can be doing football activities. And so the mandatory mini camp, there's still limits, but it, it simulates training camp more closely. And then, then we're off and uh, it's only yeah. a few weeks until – the real thing gets started. Gosh, time's flying by. Yeah, it really, it really is. is. Off season always does. Yes. <laughs> well, Eric, appreciate you joining the show today, and thanks for your insight. You got it. Well, that'll do it for today's episode of Broncos Now, Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to stay up to date on the latest episodes by following the Denver Broncos YouTube channel and staying up to date on denverbroncos.com. I will see you all next time.